your doors. Keep your loved ones near. Time is running out. It's here for fear. Welcome to Ear for Fear. I'm Donovan. And I'm Rick. And this is the podcast where we talk about scary movies or movies trying to be scary. Today we're going to be uh, chatting about 2014's uh, Goodnight Mommy. Uh, Donovan, you want to tell the, tell the folks what it's about? Yeah. A separated mother comes back home to her twin boys after undergoing cosmetic surgery, but underneath her bandages is someone the children do not recognize. That's exactly what it is in a nutshell. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty much Cliff Notes version of this movie. You and I hadn't hadn't seen this movie. No, I have not. Um, actually, for good reason. Well, not necessarily good reason. I just heard very mixed things about this movie upon release, like six years ago, and then that was enough for me to not want to watch the movie and commit the one hour and forty minutes or whatever, which is important to me. If a movie isn't like recommended enough or interesting enough to ignore that kind of thing, then I usually don't watch it. So I probably would have never watched this movie if not for your interest in it for the podcast. So I remember when this came out, I remember, you know, um, I have, I don't know, on my phone, some sort of app for movie trailers. And of course, I'm a movie trailer junkie. And I remember when this came out and I got I did not realize it was six years ago. And I watched the trailer probably once or twice. I'm like, God, this looks interesting. I want to check it out. And then, of course, I just forgot about the movie. And then, I don't know, it's just randomly come up over the last month or so. And and I'm like, yeah, let's give it a shot. You know, I've heard mixed things about it as well. So I figure, you know, I didn't know a lot about it. I swore when it came out it was called something different, but I'm probably getting that mixed up with something else. Um. So, yeah, so you and I went into this blind and, uh, you know. Um, let's, let's tell the audience right off the bat, if they haven't seen this, uh, you know, I would probably stop the podcast and watch it because we're going to spoil the hell out of this because there is a surprise ending. And, and I don't know if it was a surprise to you, but I caught on to it about maybe 20 or 30 minutes into the movie. They did a pretty good job of disguising this. I disagree with you, that. Do so you really? Much. I, I think I already knew the twist, but so I was looking out for it. But I think the movie sort of reveals its hand in the very first scene with the mom and the two kids. In when my when she's in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. As soon I, as that scene pops up, it's like, OK, I already know what the movie's doing. And that's kind of the biggest problem I have with the movie. If I'm going to yeah. just kind of like, yeah, if we're going to lay my issues bare, that's the biggest one I think I have. Hmm. I didn't. Uh, that wasn't an issue for me. Um not well, at all. It's it's only because it's then it kind of like cascades down for all the other things I didn't really care for about about the movie. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. Like yeah. that's the linchpin. I you know um, I didn't hate this movie. Um, I, I, as a whole, I thought it was okay. Um, would I watch it again? Probably not. 
Um, I would recommend it to someone who hasn't seen it. Um, I think it's a I think it's a watch for some people, especially big fans of, you know, horror movies. I mean, we're calling this a horror movie. Yeah. Is it really a horror movie or is it more of like a suspense thrill? I don't I think I don't it's know. a horror movie in the same way like Audition is, you know, the Korean. Mm-hmm. Is it a Korean film? I don't know if it's Korean. It might not be. It Korean could be Japanese. Japanese. Um, it's it's kind of like that where you're kind of living in a mystery and that's slowly unfolding. The problem with this movie is that you kind of already know if you're attentive at all and you know how movies work, then you kind of already know where this movie's going to be going with its reveal. Um, and then there's sort of like a 20 to 30 minute scene towards the end of it. That is just kind of almost like torture porn in the same way audition yeah. is. Um, so it's, it's and the, it's a horror movie in the same vein audition is where it's not really a horror movie. You're just kind of being steeped in kind of atmosphere, the entire movie, and then going through like a grotesque, very unsettling 20 plus minute scene where there's sort of a lot of bodily harm. Yeah. I mean, definitely not, not over the top. Like we have seen, I mean, like you said, in audition and other movies, it not as bad as that, but yeah, unsettling is a good word. I felt I felt unrest when I was done with this movie. It was, uh, I mean, it could have been far worse, of course, but it, you know, it was, yeah, there were some, some scenes that I, I uh, did not like at all. Um, but let's, before we kind of jump into it and, and, and uh, talk about it, it's subtitled, you know, uh, we've, <laughs> we've talked several times about, I hate do I hate watching subtitles, but we knew, I, I think going into this, I knew it was subtitled and it was fine. Cause usually in horror movies, there's not a lot of dialogue. Um, it's, it was filmed in Austria, but the subtitles are in German. I think maybe the quicker way is just to say that this is a movie you didn't watch dubbed and it's a foreign language film. It's not English. Yeah. That's all you got to say, man. Like, you know, like we're going to watch movies that aren't in English. I think you're you're just going to need to get used to like subtitled movies. I think the more you watch it, the less it's going to bother you. I know you got bad eyes, but even Uh, then they're bad. Well, I watched it in the, in the theater room. So I, I was, uh, I did that on purpose because I knew it was subtitled and my eyes are horrible. So I, 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 I had no problem. I had no problem following it. It wasn't a ton of dialogue. So it was, it was, it was perfectly fine. This is going to be a tangent, but again, you know, I watched some anime. I'm a big, I'm kind of a nerd. Um, so I kind of know what good subtitles are and bad subtitles are. Good subtitles are going to be popping up along with the dialogue, but not go too far. Usually one or two lines at a time. It also makes it easier to read. And then the easiest way to read subtitles is with like a thick black outline and then white text in it. Why, why, why do some of these movies not follow that recipe? Because I've watched movies where, why are you putting it on that background? I can't even read that. Right. And they don't have the, the outline and you can't read it at that point. It blends in. Movies yeah. do this, like fancy art movies. I think this happens in like big budget movies too, where they've got just white text. And the only reason I can think they, they don't know. That's not a problem they're familiar with, and they just like the look of the white text. But there's no outline in that text, which makes it nigh unreadable on like a very light background. They always do it very fast too. I I I I, <laughs> I want to have time to read this. I don't want to miss a line or two because I'm trying, like you said, I'm trying to make it out first of all, and then they they go to the next thing, and I'm like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, if you're trying to make it out, that means you can't read it. Yeah. And so that's the huge problem. Yeah. You know, I don't know what your experience was like with this movie. 
That was the fun. subtitles I I I read were like okay, like you know, my I subtitles, no my t- yeah, they were perfectly cool. fine. I had absolutely no issues, and that's at all. that's like the goal is just not even notice it, you know? Exactly, because with subtitled, you know, you you know, I always rebel against it, uh, but then five or ten minutes in, I'm I'm fine. That's you good. Know? Yeah, I'm glad you're warming up to that whole idea. Yeah, because I don't want to discriminate. You know, I mean, down the road, I want us to do high tension, which I believe is French, you know, not a lot of dialogue in that. But no, I I don't want us not to do a movie because it's subtitled. That would, you know, that would be doing, you know, a disservice. So and it also like means there's like a million movies we couldn't watch. Right. And (laughs) there's so many good like foreign, you know, like, yeah, non-English horror movies. Yeah, exactly. Um, So so anyway, like, okay, it's a non-English film. 2014 austria um you know this this movie was definitely weird um yeah it was um like i I said i didn't i i know you don't you didn't like it no so yeah i mean i think i texted you or you are you called me and i was like yeah yeah. i hated this movie (laughs) (laughs) and i didn't ask you because i wanted us to kind of talk about it uh right now yeah and uh so we've already given you the spoiler warning let's just sort of hop into the spoilers um so we said that this movie sort of tips its hand at least in my opinion it does because in the very first scene um with between the mom and the boys and at this point we've had about like a five to ten minute montage of the boys just kind of being boys playing around outside yep you know, they're twin boys, so they look exactly the same. They're wearing the same outfit, except like in different colors. Um, they're both like, it's like what Hitler would have imagined, like the perfect <laughs> Aryan youth to be. They're like handsome, blondes, you know, you know, white kids. They're they're good looking boys. Yeah. And what are they, 9, 10, 11, something like they've that? They've got to be around 10. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think 9 or 10 is probably right. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're doing what boys do, man. If If I lived out in the country, which is, they live like on a lake. If I did that, I would be doing exactly what they did with my brother, which is exploring and get in and swimming and getting into trouble and mischief and whatever else, you know. There's some little off-putting things in the montage where there's like a, you know, like a sort of like a artificial cave. I don't know, more like a sewer system or something that they kind of walk into and they just kind of disappear in the darkness. There's a scene where they're on a lake or one of the boys are on a lake and then we don't see the other twin, but the, the twin on the lake is calling out for that one. And we just see bubbles kind of coming to the surface in the lake. But we don't see we, the boy drowning or anything. Um, so you can kind of already kind of figure that the, at least the relationship between the boys is um, at odds or something has happened to one of the twins. Um, just to sort of explain the ominous imagery that's going on. Yeah. Right. Yeah um so and the boys uh lucas and is it elias 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 yes. okay. e-l-i-a-s I, I wanted to call it like something else but we I only think... ever hear lucas really we don't hear elias that much so it's At very all. easy to think yeah. like lucas is the alive one and we'll get to that in a bit yeah yeah because we just don't hear elias's name no all we, that no we don't at all and then yeah. the mom and i don't remember her name i don't even know if that's really I don't know if they said her name, but it's really it's three characters here: Lucas, Elias, and the mom. That's true. The mom doesn't have a name; she's just listed as the mother. Yeah, and I think we get like two. We get a, a we get like a, a delivery guy. He's not relevant. We get mm-hmm. the the um, Red Cross workers. That's really not relevant. Um, no, it, you know, but it's really the mom and the two and the two and the twin boys. Yeah, this almost feels like a play at points, just because the cast is so small and it's almost all in the house. Yeah, it really um, is. Um, so. Let's talk about the scene where my dislike for the movie starts. Um, okay. And that's in the kitchen. Um, we have the at two the, boys. At the beginning? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
right after the montage, the mother comes back. She's in bandages. She looks creepy and scary. And uh, a disillusioned boy would probably see her almost as like uh, an other, a monster, you know, to, something to that effect. Um, you know, uh, the two boys meet her. And then th- the very next shot is them in the kitchen. The two boys are sitting at the counter. She's making some sort of drink like Kool-Aid or something that effect yeah, or lemonade. Something like that, yeah. You know, um, and she pours one of the boys uh, a cup and he drinks it. And then the other boy didn't get the cup of whatever, like lemonade Whis- or whatever. Yeah, whispers, in whispers the ear, into yeah. the ear and says uh, something. And then the, the other boy that had the cup said, well, Lucas wants one too. And then the mother then says something to the effect of, well, he would need to ask me or he doesn't get one. Something weird like and, that. And something like, you know why or something like yeah. that. I'll be and honest. One more. Hold on. Yeah. Let's let okay. the scene finish. Yeah. And then the mother goes away. The one who got the drink says to the other one, you need to apologize or something. And then that, then the scene ends. Now, we, now let's talk about it. Um, so I hate this scene because you already know what the twist is. The movie's setting up the red herring that the mother is not the mother. It's going to be playing with this idea. The entire movie. It's even called Goodnight Mommy. So you're going to be focusing on the mom the entire time. However, they're like, quote unquote, subtly pushing. Uh, I'm sorry, not pushing, but hiding the fact that the ch- the other twin is gone yeah. or doesn't exist to some effect. Uh, we're going to know as the movie goes on that, yes, this twin does exist. So the only other explanation is he's a dead twin. And this is uh, either a ghost, but it's not because this movie doesn't play that card. Or it's uh, sort of like a mental imagination of the alive boy. Someone he's created, yeah. Yeah, and you know this right from the very beginning of the movie. I don't think it's hidden at all. I think they kind of overplay their hand too hard. You know, it's like, okay, I've got a royal flush here. Okay, let me just, that twist isn't a royal flush level. It's like a a two pair or something. It's like that (laughs) level of a twist. So we've got a two pair. Let me just tell the entire table so that, you know. So the okay. betting is just whatever. So all right, all right, you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. So I'm gonna disagree with you on this. I, I usually can tell. Seen enough of these movies to be able to tell the twist immediately. I didn't catch the twist until about thirty minutes in, and I thought I thought the whole scene in the kitchen was as, was as simple as Lucas somehow pissed the mom off. She was holding a grudge. She just got back from having surgery. Who knows, man? She's not in a good mood. She's sore. She's on pain. I, I don't know. I didn't I didn't catch it. I didn't catch it right away. I'll be honest. So I was I was perfectly fine with it. But it only fooled you for like 10 more minutes. And then at that well, point, maybe- another 20 minutes. I would like I said, about 30 minutes into this thing. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, this makes sense. The whispering. The, the fact the, that she's never addressing the never other addressed boy. him. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. But I mean, I, so I so I disagree in a sense that now it doesn't mean I'm. Can, the- can you concede the fact, though, that it only fooled you for 20 more minutes and the movie's still playing up the fact that this is something it's going to be revealed at the end, quote unquote. Yeah. It's not like a Shyamalan twist where he was at his best, you know, in like Sixth the Sixth Sense. Sense. Absolutely. Arguably unbreakable and even less arguably like the village. You know, you're not wow. going to see the village's twist at all, even despite what you may think of that movie. Um, it's, I, it's still a good yeah. twist. I, I think it's whatever. We don't need to talk about it. But yeah, he knows how to when he's on his game anyway, he knows how to dole out those hints where it everything makes sense in the universe of the film, the logic of the film and for it to be satisfying or to elevate the plot in some way yeah. and or the story and this one it didn't feel like any of that and that's why i didn't like it and 
Of course, all the stuff that happens to the mom, I couldn't help but feel bad for her the entire movie. And when she's being tortured at the end, yeah. I hated it. I, I absolutely I hated it. I was very uncomfortable. She did with not it. deserve it at all. No. And there's sort of no, you know, I. If a movie has a point and the bad guy wins, let's talk about like No Country for Old Men, where the villain wins, evil persists, but it's damaged in some way and good can triumph. That's fine. In this movie, it's not making any sort of commentary on mental illness or evil or anything like that or how people deal with grief in the light of tragedy. So I feel that all this stuff that's happening to the mom is unjustified in any sense. Well, hold on, but maybe maybe this is uh, Elias's way of coping with this loss. Is he's he's manufactured this this uh, image of what his mom really is supposed to be, and underneath the bandages isn't her, and so this is how he's dealing with the death of his of his uh, brother. I mean, this is his twin brother. This isn't just hey, you know, Lucas was thirteen and I'm ten, and we had a close relation. No, these are twins. They have a different bond than anyone else. So. So maybe he was, he, you know, he manufactured this and was dealing it and not saying it's right. It's definitely wrong. No, I agree with everything you're saying. It's the point of the film. And the, to me, the, the film has no point. I understand. You're right. That's yeah. exactly what's happening in the movie. But I don't like it. And I don't think it's trying to say anything so, meaningful. So, you know, and then we, we hear that the, 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 the two parents separated. We don't they don't really talk about that a lot. All we get from her is and that's that's a that's a few seconds on a telephone call, something about accident and separation. Um, that's all we get. So we don't I don't know what the accident was. They don't talk about it. Um, maybe the accident was just so bad that mom and dad couldn't deal living with each other or being together anymore. They separated. Yeah. And and so, you know, the I, only allusions to the accident is a potential drowning, a potential accident in the cave or a fire. It That's has it. to be, you know, now that we're talking about this is it has to be the beginning. It has to be the cave. I'm leaning towards the drowning because, you know, like we said, at the, the first five minutes is the boys doing their thing. And, and it's also the only time when they they're not in the clothes they've they were in it for everything else. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And we see, um, you know, we see uh, Elias on a raft and he's calling out for Lucas. All we see is bubbles. So I'm going to lean towards Lucas drowned. Um, and and so th they're basically telling us, you know, without telling us at the beginning of the movie. I don't know if we're right or not because they don't they don't explain it. But yeah, it's not important. And the movie doesn't really care about it. We just need to know. That we we know. Yeah, happens. we know Lucas is dead. It was an accident. Mom and dad are separated. She, uh, we do know, this is the thing though, we do know that the accident, uh, uh, somehow, uh, ca caused the mom to have some sort of damage to her face because I think it was, I don't think it was as simple as plastic surgery. I think it was reconstructive surgery. Am I, I wrong? Always, I always thought it was purely cosmetic because she, now this is all speculation on my part. I assume she did have a twin as well. In the movie, it's only listed as she says as it's her friend. It's her friend, yeah. But I mean, the likeness is pretty spot on. It was hard for me to kind of see the picture, but yeah, yeah. And so for me, I I thought it was that's her twin. There might be some animosity between her and her twin, and I know oh. that the mom is trying to create her own sort of identity and career in the uh, the Showtime space. Yeah, what so, is she like a host or something? Is I'm that not a... sure exactly. Yeah. Um, something she's on TV, right? 
Yeah. She's not super famous, but she does seem to be doing okay. Yeah, because at the beginning. Even her house is really nice, right? Yeah, nice little lake house, Um, yeah. So I thought it was her attempt to up her image or separate her image from her twin. I like, I actually like that. I think that's, yeah, I thought it was from the accident. Maybe there was a car accident and she, it damaged her face and she decided, you know, I need to have, I, I have to have surgery to fix all this, but. Yeah, I I think what you're saying is very viable. I mean, it's probably the case. She wants to, she's separated. I'm going to create this new image of myself and and break apart from you know and just look different. And yeah, that's that's really good. I like that. I'm looking at the uh, the Wikipedia page for this and the plot. It, it's two like the first like 30 minutes, 45 minutes is two paragraphs, and then the rest <laughs> is like five paragraphs of the like the last. 40 minutes of the movie or something stupid. Yeah. It's like I, a disproportional amount happens at the end. It, it a lot, a um, lot, a lot happens at the end. Um, I mean, we're just, yeah. I mean, obviously with the title, good night, mommy, we're, we're led to believe when she comes back that just something's not right with also, her. Also, if you remember the trailer to this movie, they're playing out the fact that this is a separate, a separate person from the, the real mom. Um, when did uh good, uh, Shyamalan's movie for, um, What's that movie where the kids are going the, the back? Visit? The visit. When did the uh, visit come out? Five, God, I'm gonna say maybe the last two to four years. 2015. Five. Ooh, I was right on the. So money. this actually came out before the visit, um, but these do feel like, even though I haven't seen the visit, these do kind of feel. Oh, like you haven't seen the visit? No. So um, interesting I, that you're bringing him up because I it, it it's a good movie, uh, uh, except for there's there's two main characters, the kids, their brother and sister. The brother is is friggin' annoying. He he tries to be a rapper and he raps during the, and it really, it doesn't ruin the film. But if I was to complain about anything, it's that it's a, actually a pretty good movie. I would say it's one of his better ones because I think most of his movies stink. Sixth Sense was brilliant. I'm not a fan of Unbreakable. I know people love it. I am yeah. not. Um, I, I love Unbreakable. It's really good. People just love, I, I, I watched it, didn't like it. I would go Sixth Sense and the visit, and then everything else, I just don't want to bother with. Well, if we're going to be doing that, probably be Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, and then kind of a hodgepodge of everything else. Yeah, some right. of his movies are really bad. Some like, of them are quite bad. He just really, I don't know if he's, if he's got like stuck in like this rut where I got to surprise everybody. I, I just am not impressed. Well, that guy kind of, what came was that out split? Of- was split? Like, I didn't, I, I wanted to like split. That was just, it was, it was dumb. It was boring for me. And then, I didn't see Mr. Glass. I just, why? It's like, I've seen this over and over again, you know? Sure. Yeah. But maybe, maybe we could do the visit. I've only watched it once. Once I own it. I I think I bought it on Blu-ray not long ago. Um, I think you might like it anyways. Um, yeah, we're getting off topic. So anyway, similar movies, um, at least in their marketing campaign, um, for the visit, um, they might not have revealed their hand. They just might have been like, oh, crazy old people. But uh, the, the ideas are kind of the same in that, uh, you know, a doppelganger is replacing the actual, you know, person. Mm-hmm. For this one, the kids think it's their mom. And they have reason to believe that because she has bandages on her face. And I remember the trailer specifically playing this up. Mm. The thing is, is the... Uh, the mom, outside of going through a lot of emotional distress and occasionally being abusive to the boys, or I'm sorry, Lucas, really, um, she's not a bad mom. Like, I mean, I don't agree with abuse at all, but considering the circumstances, 
and considering what happens to her at the very end um like she's just be trying to do her best to be a mom and she's just like unduly have suspicions cast on her and it's like pisses me off like how fucking stupid are you lucas to think that um but you know i it's and i guess this gets to the idea that to me his suspicions that the mom isn't the mom is almost unfounded in a way or there's like no real reason for it um it's like his delusion is already with lucas so why do we then have another delusion cast on the mom yeah you know there's just it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. There's really not a lot of... Uh, I just don't of, see the relation, you know? Yeah, I mean, if if there were things that were occurring during the film that we could go, okay, you know, Lucas could feel this way because of this, this... It really wasn't. I mean, she got back from surgery. She's she's tired. She's probably in pain. Uh, it's uncomfortable. Your face is all bandaged up. I mean, these are all normal reactions, I think, that anyone would have. There was nothing that really, you know... They kept having uh, like dreams about her. You know, there was that one where she goes out into the woods and and strips down and it's some weird, you know, I don't know what that is. Some weird. Yeah, it's the, it's the same exact that? effect they use in Austin Powers, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know yeah. with the, the, the girl robots like yeah. blowing up. Yeah. Yeah. Except they just added motion blur to the head. It was the exact same effect, though. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think in your horror movie, you should necessarily be called back to Austin Powers of all movies. Yeah. Um, um, and then what was the other dream? Yeah, I think he the was other one was with there was two that one putting the things into her mouth. Oh, the beetle or no, the cockroaches. Yeah, they're like. Yeah, I humongous big cockroaches. I huge think. cockroaches. Yeah, he put one, one on her, and it went into her mouth. And then I think another one, another dream was he cuts her belly open, and the, there's like a bunch, and they're like spilling out. But these are these are all these are all dreams. I mean, yeah. so you know, I mean, yeah, if this was happening, I guess in real life, well, yeah, it's not your mom, you know. But I mean, this is just dreams. These are, you know, he's he's got stuff going on in his head. And so he's, you know, I mean, as we know, he's imagining all of this. This is all just, I mean, we know Lucas is, his brother's not alive. And so Lucas is telling him all of these things, you know, he's, um, and so, yeah, I mean, these are all normal things. These are all normal things that anyone who had, uh, you know. uh, I just, I think I just wish there was like a behavioral thing that came into place to make them think the mom was not their mom. Because if there, we had like some sort of contrast between how the mom actually acted and how this post-surgery mom acted. Let's just say that her voice was different or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe she always did like a, a very specific morning breakfast on Saturday. And that same Saturday, another Saturday came along and she didn't do that breakfast and she was abusive instead. Then maybe I'd be like, OK, maybe that isn't your mom. But it's just like she's doing all the same stuff. She's just doing it for one less kid. And he should like the Lucas should know, or I'm sorry, Elliot should know that Lucas isn't like around, you know, he should still have like uh, some sort of like hidden memory of that happening um, instead of just living in this delusion this entire time, you know, and that is kind of never like a breakthrough for the character. And I think most other movies would do that because that's a sensical thing to do. But this one doesn't. It just kind of sort of sort almost revels in the fact that uh, the delusion is taken over and that, you know only pain will come to both Elias and his mom. And I really don't like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I, I felt the, the movie and, and obviously it it made me do this. So maybe, maybe it succeeded was I was 
looking for stuff that was maybe out of the ordinary for the mom to do. Uh, one of the scenes when she was outside cleaning the walls, she was she had high heels, not really high heels on, but heels. That's weird. You know, if I'm if I'm recovering, I, I don't know, man, I got slippers on. I got flip flops on something comfortable that I'm going to go outside and I'm going to clean. I found myself looking for things that was out of the ordinary. And so maybe it, it succeeded in that sense. You know, that it got me looking for stuff. I feel like we had the same conversation on another movie we did a while back. Um, and I think, you know, like movies are always going to, if they're twisty movies and they, you know, they, they want to surprise you with like a cool twist, then they're going to put red herrings everywhere and clues that aren't necessarily indicative of the actual twist just to like throw you off. Um, I think really successful movies that do twist like uh, Knives Out you know, don't necessarily do stuff like that with a, then I, I won't get into details, but just because I, it's been a while since I've seen Knives Out, but that movie's brilliant. Um, anyway, this movie, like that heels thing, I didn't even notice that. I just saw her cleaning it. But if you want to explain the heels, then we know in the few scenes that we see with the mother buyer, so that aren't gene sequences of Elias's, then we know that she is a superficial very person much. who cares very much about appearance. We see her try on clothes. And we know she got cosmetic surgery. So what she wants to wear high heels in a period of recovery. That makes sense to me. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are a lot of mirrors, a lot of mirrors everywhere. Did you, did you notice the, um, there was in the hallway, there was a big, a big picture and I don't, I'm not going to call it a painting because it looked like the size of a human being, but it was always blurred out. Oh we, yeah. And it was a blonde woman. Do you think that was her? And and that 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 basically ties into her being superficial and oh yeah totally totally could have been I mean because we see that several times and it's always blurred out yeah and that's not they did that on purpose it's always in the it's not was the painting slash photo itself blurred out because of how they shot it or no. was it the actual photo blurred I, that again that's a good question i don't know maybe the photo itself was blurred i don't remember it but it was there was another painting in the living room in, in uh above the couch that was similar in style um that was really big that was blurred out too so yeah. maybe it was a maybe it was simply a, a style thing um i thought it was her and and it and it and it ties in her being superficial with all these with all these things that we're talking about yeah i mean she yeah she she wants to be in show business she cares about her appearance you know yeah yeah um so i guess we can say that the bulk of this movie is leading up to uh one pivotal sequence and everything up until then is basically the boys being suspicious of the mom um and us being doled out hints by the movie that elias and i'm sorry lucas Lucas. is not alive yeah um uh, the movie uh, tipped its hand quite a bit. We're going to talk about the kitchen sequence, sure. But the mo- the mom is constantly not addressing Lucas and becoming very exasperated when Elias brings up Lucas. And, you know, it's just very, very obvious. Um, it almost feels like we're supposed to know that Lucas isn't alive. Um, and I this is very, very frustrating for me. Because all the mom has to do during any of these scenes is sort of confront her kid and say, you know, like a healthy thing to do wouldn't be to uh, indulge in his delusions. The healthy thing to do would be to sit down to it with him 
remind him what happened, you know, but the movie ne- never goes that route. And it's such an obvious thing. Even if, if it's happened in the past before a surgery, I would have liked to have seen that because it's such an obvious solution to this problem is constant reminders mm-hmm. that Lucas did die and that he needs to accept that fact. But the movie never does that. And instead, the mom just becomes exasperated like she's dealt with it many times before. But if she has, then why hasn't she gone the obvious route of explaining that, getting him a psychiatrist slash therapist to help deal with that, you know? And I think like when it comes to those uh, very obvious solutions and they're not present and instead they're doing the very, very like stupid thing to do and they're doing it over and over again, I get like mad. And so I got very mad throughout most of these scenes with the two twins and the mom and Elias, you know, mm-hmm. talking or Elias talking to Lucas and the mom being like, oh, well, he doesn't exist. But yeah. let's not address it directly. Let's just ignore it and continue with whatever's going on in the scene. Yeah, it didn't bother me as much as it did you. Um, you know, I just kind of chalked it up as, you know, you know, um, well, Elias, we know, is dealing with it because that's his twin brother. But I mean, the mother also lost her husband and lost her son. He died. So we could easily sit here and say this could be resolved by her sitting down and talking to him or getting him counseling. Yes, I those are those I agree with all those, but doesn't mean it's easy to do. I know, but let's imagine the exorcist without like those that ten minute montage or like those scenes of all the doctors experimenting on uh, mm-hmm. the girl. Yeah, yeah. imagine that just not being there and her going directly to like religion and the priest. Like, you know, especially like a smart character like that, it'd be out of character. And when it comes to the viewers, like the obvious thing to do is, oh, my daughter seems sick. So let's take her to the hospital. And so that's that. And she does do that. Now, imagine it's gone and she goes to the less obvious solution just so we can get onto the quote unquote good stuff in the movie. Mm -hmm. Then you have like a betrayal of character and logic. And I think that's what Goodnight Mommy is doing by not including psych, you know, psycho psychiatrist scenes. Or, you know, her sitting down and addressing, you know, the problem with uh, Elias. And that's why I don't like it. Yeah. 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 I mean, no, I, I mean, I, 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 I don't I don't disagree with you. I don't think it bothers me as as much as it does you. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, definitely. You know? Yeah. So the movie is just playing with those ideas. Elias is just being like a shitty kid. Some of it is just him being a kid, like him finding a stray cat wanted to take, take care of it. I thought that was cute. The mom isn't going to have any of that because why would she have like, you know, weird animals in her house? You know, yeah. Uh, he's also bringing in bugs in. Um, what other weird things sort of happened during this time? Um, he's, let's see, he's just real quick. Um, weird stuff. Okay. Well, really fast. What the hell was that thing that he found? The Was that some sort of tomb that he found the, the cat in? I think it was a mass burial of uh, like in a cemetery. Dude, I mean, there was skulls and bones everywhere. I mean, we don't have to, you know. That, there that could just, be some, like, history in, like, Austria that we're not well, familiar with. Well, I mean, with. it's close to Germany, and so we don't, I mean, we don't need to keep going. <laughs> I mean, we can kind of. Like put, a concentration know. camp yeah, like yeah. type of thing. Yeah, yeah maybe. Or it's not very clear. Um, it could even be, like, like like late 1600s or something, like the plague, you know. <laughs> like, just just some sort of mass burial is all we really yeah, need to yeah. know. And, and I don't really know. I don't think the movie cares about it very much. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's just but, like, here's a weird place the kids are in, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But um, what other weird stuff? Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he was, you know, I mean, he got locked up in his room, yeah, peeing in jars. 
Well, the mom's, that, the mom's doing yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got that definitely a fascination with those um, with those um, uh, cockroaches. Cockroaches. Oh my god, those things are foul. But uh, he's got I'm trying to. The think mother so. has been physically abusive a couple times when uh, Elias isn't being you know honest with himself about Lucas not being there. You yeah. know, the Basically. one scene where she gets on top of him that was almost like almost smothering him. Yeah. I, I kind of felt like that was like Isn't an smoth- overreaction. I mean, yeah. it, was, it almost felt like a smothering, but it was more so like almost her like holding him down. It was almost just like dominating him, right? Yeah, but I felt like that was, I mean, but again, they're playing on what's wrong with the mom. Is it the mom, you know? Yeah, is the mom even her, right? Yeah. Um, they are also getting like these weird clues that are kind of like non-clues that the mom is not the mom. Like the photo with her having someone like a twin or at least someone who looks a lot like her. Well, the, the, the when the boy was playing the piano and above the piano were all these uh, missing frames. Right. And I, to me, I just took it as, okay, well, if 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 the husband and the wife are separating, they split up the, the pictures. That's what I kind of took it at. And she just hadn't filled up the gap. And then they're going through the album and there was a lot of photos missing. And Yeah, and that, that's a good one, too. Uh, it could also just be the simple fact that the mom wants her new image to be the only image, you know, that she wants to be represented yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, for her. Um, so that's true. The bulk of it. And then we get to the climax where um, the kids have had enough. This mom is definitely not her mom, their mom. And where is the real mom? And this seems like this is another problem I have. Like, I know the mom is needs a lot of rest right now. She's recovering. But at this point in the scene, the bandages are off. The mom has her new face. Um, yeah. Uh, she has a mole on her face. She looks a little bit different than what she has in like the videos and photos we're going to see a little bit later. But it's mostly her. It just looks like touch up or whatever, you know. Yeah. Her eyebrows and eyes might be a little bit the same. Her cheek structure might be a little bit different. But, you know, she's, I mean, whatever. Um, So, you know, she reveals that to Lucas. How do I look? Whatever. And then they escape. And then. They get picked up by the, is it Sexton or is Seton? I never like, I, was familiar with I, that word. I think it was Sexton. It okay. sounded like Sexton to me because they, like they that go to position that, in the church. I just, I, I don't, I'm not religious at all. Me I think neither. it's Sexton, but no, I it's never a word it I've actually heard pronounced out loud well, for whatever reason. Yeah, it, it, I'm pretty sure it was Sexton. And the only reason I thought. I, I remember that is because you're in a church and sex and we already know about some of the stuff that people talk about all the time. What was up with that town? There was like one crazy guy walking. I mean, it was it was empty. Right. And now this is where, you know, if the movie was really playing with its ideas in a cool, interesting way, then we would have already gotten hints that maybe everything we see around Elias and Lucas is all kind of a delusion. And, you know, I'm going to bring video games up every now and then in the same way Silent Hill 2 might be where, you know, you've got your own version of Silent Hill that you see with its own monsters and its own topography and all that. So maybe there were people there and we just we only got like Elise's view of the the city, you know. But I don't know. It could just be a, a dilapidated town with not a lot of That's people. That's what I think it is. I think it's the latter. Who I the think, fuck knows? Yeah, we're, I don't... we're talking Austria. It's a small, probably little village, you know, and yeah. And, and it was getting dark. So everyone could be just in for the evening and they're eating dinner. They go to that church and yeah, that's where they. Yeah. Uh, Elias and Lucas meet up with the sexton. They're like, hey, can we talk to the priest? Because we don't think your mom's our mom. 
priest comes in, priest just takes them back to their house because these guys are fucking stupid. And, uh, or, <laughs> yeah. you know, at the very least, he'll get the story from the mom yeah. and then he'll be able to compare those two bits of information. I mean, you know, the yeah, these kids are stupid. And that's another thing I, I kind of hate about this movie is just Ellie's just so stupid. <laughs> Um, I don't know if he's that stupid. He's a you? capable, capable boy, but I think he's really stupid. I and think, the reason I think, I think he's gullible. I know. I no. I think Flat he's. I don't know, I, man. You don't think he's gullible? I think he's stupid because, in the light of new evidence being proposed to him and the leaps of logic he makes to sort of hold on to one very specific belief that his mom is not his mom, he ignores everything, and that's stupid to me. But he's he's but he's he's being he's being uh, convinced by lucas that this isn't a mom this is never really uh, elias that's saying it's not our mom it's more so lucas so that's why i say gullible look we know lucas is a ghost or whatever he is he's uh, uh, a delusion yeah so i'm saying gullible in the sense that he's been easily convinced that is not the mom with really no proof yeah it's stupid still Okay, I mean, I decided to use a different word than stupid. I, I think just Elias is the stupidest character in any of these movies we've seen so far. I hate this kid. <laughs> um, so, okay, I think that's everything we need to know. Uh, um, and then we get, you know, our addition set up, basically. Um, at, but she, the mom, okay, so the mom wasn't drugged in any way post-surgery, so she doesn't need all the rest she needs, right? There's nothing really keeping her tied down to the bed. And then, just, yeah, just rest, I guess. Yeah, and so, but Elias, just one one little ten year old kid, is somehow able to lock up a grown woman to her bed without her noticing at all. Yeah, and that's you know, I'm cool with movies making me accept a stretch in logic, but this was a little too much for me. If they had just had one scene of, oh yeah, he put sleeping medication mm-hmm. in her cup or something, or she takes something before she goes yeah. to bed for the evening, yeah, or it had been established that even post recovery she's still she's a very very deep sleeper but we don't get any of that and these are very like you know we occasionally talk about writing on this podcast but you need to set up things so i don't question things because if i'm questioning things then i'm being taken out of your movie and if i think that the last 20 to 30 minutes of your movie is based on like a very very shoddy bit of logic like a grown woman being tied up by your 10 year old son then I'm just getting mad again. Yeah, I just... I <laughs> This movie just makes me very, very angry. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've talked about this before. With, with these movies, we have to we have to suspend belief because... No, I say no. But we have to, man. No. Well, why? Tell, tell me why you Because you say then no. it becomes a bad movie. And I don't think we should excuse bad movies for being bad. I don't think it does that, though. I mean, with horror movies, you have to suspend belief. That, but, Dad, I'm talking about... A leap of logic that doesn't make any sense within the own movie. If a mm. like like a cartoon, yeah, I can believe characters floating in midair after running across a cliff for like three seconds. It's a cartoon. There's the you know there's kind of like the logic is illogical, but in this movie, it's a very real world. So you know if yeah, uh, why wouldn't a mom wake up at some point in her being tied down? Yeah, they, that same scene could have even I, made more sense if. Uh, she actually woke up while being tied down sure. on like on her feet and her leg and she only had one arm and then the boys and succumbed he, and, her. He, and he finished it up. Yeah. yeah. You know? I yeah, I mean, man, I I don't know, man. I think you and I disagree on this. I think I, it I does, think, I think you're things, too forgiving, honestly. 
I, I think I, because I've seen so many of these things, I have to let some stuff go. If not, it'll drive me crazy. And, yeah, and, and, I guess and it's, that, and it's driving you, know, you crazy. Yeah. It's, I'm like the flip yeah. side of that image where, yeah. you, you know, you're, you're not getting mad at this stuff, have, which is probably the yeah. healthier attitude. And I'm getting mad at, which is probably the unhealthy thing. There are things that do piss me off, but as I've gotten older with these movies and I've seen so many of them, I have to, if not, I, I get so nitpicky and I can't do that. It doesn't mean it doesn't bother me i just am not as focused on it as you it didn't ruin the ruin the movie for me absolutely if if you're if if i'm sleeping a regular sleep and someone has tape and they're taping me to my fucking bed i'm waking up within a couple seconds there's no way that's happening he taped he taped both of her arms he taped her feet together and and then to to the bed frame that shit isn't happening unless yes unless she's knocked out for the evening cuz she took some heavy drugs for but the she pain. just fell asleep she just fell asleep yeah, yeah. and so but I, it doesn't mean i don't agree with you it's just it does not piss me off as much as it does you you know this wouldn't make me so mad if the rest of the movie didn't happen if all he did was like burn her face once and that was it, then I think I'd be okay. Maybe this doesn't bother me so much, but like the mom basically dies because of this leap of logic, you know? And I think that's kind of what is enhancing my anger for this. Okay. But okay. So they, Elias ties up the mom with quote unquote, the help of Lucas. (laughs) Um, and, uh, the mom wakes up, you know, it's, it's, it's very funny. Like, at least he's waiting for her to wake up. You know, (laughs) he's just standing there waiting for her to wake up with all this torture gear on him. Um, so then he questions her, where is my mommy? You know, I am your mom. That's basically the bulk of everything that's happening. This is here. really it. it he, and then it's yeah. just a torture scene for 20 just minutes. Torture. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like this at all. Um, like you said, the magnifying glass, uh, that sucked, especially after she just had plastic surgery. Um, that was fucked up. If it was just that, okay. But no, dude, it was super gluing her lips together. That's fucked up. You know, they keep her tight at the bed all day. Red Cross people yeah. come down. She has tape on her mouth so she can't get help. Um, they cut the glue so they can oh, feed her fuck. and they snip the lip. Oh, my God. I knew, I knew it was coming and it just it kept building up. And it was like, OK, you know, they're snipping it. They're snipping it. And then boom. Yeah. And so, yeah, cut her open. She bleeds pretty good. She's she's peeing herself because she she's tied down. She has to go to the bathroom. So she pees herself. She's there all day. She's what, what getting else slapped by Elias. Um, was there something else that they did? That's the bulk of it. That was the bulk of it. It just it goes on for else. it just goes on forever. Yeah. Um, you know, and then during all this, they're interrogating the mom. She has plausible explanations for everything. Your eyes aren't blue, they're brown in this video. Then she's like, Yeah, I've got contacts in contacts. the bathroom. What did you Who's f- who's your mom? Well, I'm your mom. Yeah. You know? What did you take of the 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 um mole? Well, it was a cancerous mole. They removed it, but she wanted to keep the moles probably because a lot of people oh. in that, you know, when your image is like a very static thing, you know, so I know she changed it, but she liked the mole. So she just put it back Should on there. She just put it back and on And she also there. already yeah. knows that the, her kid is fucking going through some stuff. So she just put it on there to keep consistency. Yeah. Like a landmark almost. So, yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. She want, likes the mole or whatever. So she just draws it on. You know, like everything just had a plausible explanation in bulk when you're just being a crazy, when you're just being, when you're looking for a reason to not believe something, then yeah, all this does seem very suspicious. 
Um, yes. And you, then you, you convince yourself that something is definitely wrong. Not it's it's almost like that scene in Mystic River, another scene that I fucking hate, where just Tim Robbins spoils for Mystic River. You don't need to watch it; it's depressing. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> where, a where, good, it's a good movie, where, but it's very depressing. Where Tim Robbins is like, "Yeah, I, you know, I'm the pedophile you think I am, but he's not," and then he not, kills man. him for that. Fucking you that, know, like he was never gonna not die. And in this scene, it's like the mom's never gonna not die because of the delusions of the kid. Like he won't take in any new facts, um, like at all. Like plausible explanations for everything. Nope, I'm set in my ways and I believe this. Yeah, and that's eventually what kills the mom. The mom has an opportunity to escape when the boys untie her to like change the sheets she pee- he peed on. As a you know, as like an act of like dominance and control. If you want to be, if if you want to give the movie this much credit, then it, it's as a parallel to the mom sort of dominating Elias when she's like on top of him in a scene earlier in the movie. Um, she kind of like throws the sheets at uh, Elias, tries to run away, but then Elias set a trap. She like trips on like a bit of string and then she gets knocked out again. She gets tied down again. I think they super glued her whole body to the yeah. floor. I, I think I, I, did, I read that. I didn't get that impression watching the movie that they super glued her, but I read that they super glued her. There's like that's you some, can kind of like fucked up, you can kind of hear it. Oh you, you oh you can yeah oh so I didn't catch that I didn't catch that and it's also they've already established the super glue so like what uh, else could it dude, be that's some fucked up shit and then you know we're going through the same motion for the next five minutes where they're being they're threatening her to just set her on fire and the house on fire and uh, nothing is good enough for them she's like now at the movie you get the reveal okay Lucas is dead Elias is going through some stuff he's creating delusions. Um, but, uh, you know, she's addressing the fact finally that, yeah, Lucas is dead. I can't see him the way you can because he's not real anymore. He's passed away in an accident. Um, it's not good enough. He thinks it's real. He thinks it's not his mom. And so he sets the entire place on fire, burning the mom alive. And, uh, that was jacked up. Yeah. I hate all this. That whole scene. I mean, she's, she catches on fire and, and she you dies. Ag- and I, agony. I mean, that's a fucked up way to die, man. I mean, all these other things, I, none of those are, are okay. I mean, but literally sets her on fire, literally sets her on fire, you know? And, oh man. Yeah. It's yeah, very, was... very, very, very upsetting. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of hate all this. Um, if there was a good justification for any of this, even in, if it was just the point of the movie, the point of the movie has no point, then I think it'd be okay. But there's none of that here. So no. it's just kind of like torture, porn, or masochistic pleasure that you're getting out of this movie. If you happen to like any of this stuff, I don't. So I was very, very uncomfortable for the last 30 minutes of this movie. I was uncomfortable, you know. And I, just to be clear, the mom does die. The house is set aflame. We don't know what happens to the kids. We do know that uh, fire people come and fire people, <laughs> firefighters, fire people, firefighters, and other people come down to put the put the house out. Well, I think we do. We we see a there's a, a, a kind of a distant shot where we see the mother because uh, it's no off that's 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 Lucas. No, I'm sorry, that's Elias reuniting with the dead Lucas and the dead mom. No, no, because no. now he's able to sort of imagine both. As 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 he wants them to. No, I I agree with you there. I'm talking about when the the fire when they're putting out the fire. If you look in the distant, this is before you go to the cornfield. If you look where all the, all the all the um uh, fire trucks and and all the people are there putting it out, 
There's a scene right by one of the vehicles where you see the mom walking away in her dress. Did you see that? You didn't catch that, did you? I didn't. It's her ghost. It's basically her ghost is, has just left because she's obviously now dead. The ghost has left and it's starting to walk towards the cornfield. Mm. It was, yeah, it was, it I was the same, same thing. Yeah. Really, but, um, yeah. so, okay. so yeah. So, um, and then, yeah, then it goes, um, it goes into the cornfield and, and, um, you know, I, it looks like they're, you I know. will say in isolation, that seems pretty cool, but too bad. I hated everything before it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then, yeah, they're, they're basically reunited. The, the, what I got from it was Elias was still alive and, and, and Lucas and mom were dead. Right. And it was a real kind of, uh, I don't know. It was kind of like this weird, eerie shot at the end. And it was, extended it was like they all meet up in this cornfield and and it's this it's this like uh almost like if you're taking a family photo and you got that weird smile you know and it was it was that and it was extended like it went on forever and it was yeah it was a little kind of right little eerie it's i don't probably know. the best part of the movie but again like it doesn't make up for anything that came before it at all but in isolation it's cool yeah yeah it's, yeah, it's a nice, nice touch too bad everything else sucks. I see. I don't, I don't, I didn't, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't think it sucked. Um, I thought it was a okay movie. I thought it was an okay movie. Like I, you know, did, I didn't I, feel like I wasted a, an hour and a half or an hour and 40. I did not feel I did that. It's funny as I also thought this movie was boring too. <laughs> yeah. It was a little boring. For yeah. Me. It, it was boring for me too. Really? So it's, it's a combination of all that stuff. And me being bored, very. I would be less bored if I didn't know where the movie was going, but I did. Yeah. So it's like you know, I wasn't bored. I wasn't bored. Um, it was it was dark. It was it was like we said. It was very unsettling. I felt after it was it was over and the credits ran. I, f- I felt this very I don't know like just unrest, and I had to think about it for a little bit, and it was just kind of fucked up. Um, you know, but I didn't I didn't hate right. it. I didn't hate it. I, it was okay. Would I buy it? No. Would I watch it again? No, but I would probably, you know, like Morris, I would recommend a Morris, which I actually did earlier when I was talking with him. I said, yeah, because I think Morris would probably like this. Yeah, um, yeah. I wouldn't recommend this movie to anyone, even the people that are into masochistic torture stuff. I just don't think this movie has any value for you. Um, they're just better movies to watch. Well, I agree with you there. Yeah. They're definitely a lot, a lot better movies to watch than this. Um, but, you know, hey, we watched it. We, you know, we, uh, we had, you know, we, neither of us have seen it. So sometimes I could kinda... only grow as a person by going through traumatic events. And <laughs> oh I definitely feel like I've grown as a person. <laughs> You've grown this today. Yes. Have you? It's this, this film has made you a better person. I hope so. Otherwise, <laughs> then what was, what was the point of all that? Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Well, anything else? Oh, I already know the answer. Anything no. else you want to add? No, I'm good, man. What about you? Yeah, no, not really. I think we kind of touched on everything. Um, I don't I don't think we really left anything out that was really important or relevant, you know. Um, you know, uh, an okay movie, I guess the bottom line is you hated it. I thought it was okay. Um, I think that's really about it. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that'll do it for uh for today's uh episode. Uh next week, uh we are going to be talking about 1977's Suspiria, uh, directed by uh, one of the Italian greats, uh, Dario Argento, a movie that I don't think you and I have seen. I've only seen the remake. The remake, yeah, which you said wasn't good. 
No, I no, it was okay. No, I, I think I said I liked most of it. Oh, really? Yeah. I hear mixed things about it. Like, it definitely. Some, I can understand mixed things for sure. Yeah, like yeah. I've talked to people that are on where you're saying where it was okay. I've talked to other people say it's complete crap. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't seen the remake because you know me. I'm not a big it's fan a of remake. Very, so it's a very weird plotting movie. I will say Tilda Swinton's in it, and she plays an old man. And he, I'll be honest, when I watched that movie, I didn't know. Oh, really? Yeah, she, like she plays an old, like 90 year old man. And the movie somehow tricked me into like not like the, the old man was weird. I was like, oh, there's just some weird old guy. It was Tilda Swinton makeup. I didn't fucking really? know. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Like it was like, uh, you know, like um, in The Exorcist, the makeup on what's his name? Oh, um, uh, uh, Ma- Max von Sydow. Thank you. Who just passed away recently. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot. He his was name. in his forties. Yeah, or in The I'm... Godfather. <laughs> oh yeah, um, um, uh, 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 Marlon Brando. Thank you. Yeah. It's like that's how good the makeup job was, where you can just—it's uh, just what it is. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Max von Sydow was younger than I am right now, and he fucking looked sixty or seventy. He also played sixty or seventy very well. He did. He yeah. did. He yeah, did. That's why you believe it. It's again, we'll talk about the Exorcist down the road, and and it's another another reason on why it's such a brilliant movie. But but anyways, uh, next week. Suspiria, Dario Argento. I'm looking forward to this because I hear it's one of his uh, best movies and I haven't seen it. And I feel bad for saying that because uh, I always seem to crap on Italian horror. And so, yeah. So join us. Uh, join us next week. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us at both Twitter and Instagram at Ear for Fear. You can also check out our website, earforfear.com. There you can purchase merch and stay up to date on current episodes as well as news and events. We hope you come back and get an earful. See you soon.